and I have the West Wing album called Bartlett for America. So yeah, so when like the West Wing weekend happened, the very first ever West Wing fan conference, um, I reached out to them and was like, please, I want to attend your conference. I want to play my songs for you all. Um, you know, I, I will make sacrifices to be at this conference. And they uh, they said yes and had me there. And uh, Snuffy Walden uh, was in the doorway for my acoustic set later the next day. Hello, Jesse Jackson here, and this is the second part of our discussion with Steph Anderson. Um, the first part, we talked a little bit about her uh, love of Springsteen and being her wizard rock band, Tonks and the Aurors, and now we're talking a little bit more about her performance and uh, a little bit about her West Wing um, EP. So if you haven't listened to the first part, please go back and check that out. And here we go. Here is more with Steph Anderson. Do you have any interest in playing outside of Wizard Rock? Because I mean, we talked a little bit. I, I do yeah. want to get to your West Wing EP and your your Springsteen song. But do you, I know you write other songs, but do you have interest in performing? Or are you just pretty happy doing the Wizard Rock? Um, it kind of depends. Um, I have a, a concept in my mind that I'm also like slowly working my way through, uh, recording, um, pop punk and punk covers of Dolly Parton songs. Uh, okay, I also I'm in. love Dolly. Sure. Um, who doesn't? That's, I'm in. I know. And I was like, this is what I was going to work on all spring. And then I got moved home to work from home for my job. Because uh, I do have, I have a full-time job at Apple. So it's like technology and all this stuff um, in business sales. So I'm, you know, it's one of those things where because I have that job um, and don't really plan to leave anytime soon, it allows me to feel less stressed about Good making sure that tours, mm -hmm. you know, absolutely make a profit, et cetera. Um, but I would love to do something like that live. As of right now, it's kind of hard to conceptualize playing anything else live right now sure. because of COVID-19. Um, but I'd love to do that. And when, um, whenever I see events pop up, like I have, so I have, um, a whole separate section of my music under the name Steph Anderson. And I have the West Wing album called Bartlett for America. Um, I have an album about, um, I have an EP that has one song for each of John Green's books. Um, and I have an EP about the first handful of Percy Jackson novels by Rick Riordan. Nice. Um, 
So, and then I have, I have just what I call my muggle album as well of just stuff. So I'm, you know, whenever something strikes my fancy, I'll write about it. Um, the Rick Riordan album happened because a library was like, hey, would you just come play some songs about books for us, Harry Potter, whatever. And I wrote, and Rick Riordan was going to be there. And so I reread all the books and then I wrote this entire album um, <laughs> right before nice. the show and then had to play them to Rick Riordan's face, which is wild. Um, so yeah, so when like the West Wing weekend happened, the very first ever West Wing fan conference, um, I reached out to them and was like, please, I want to attend your conference. I want to play my songs for you all. Um, you know, I, I will make sacrifices to be at this conference. And they uh, they said yes and had me there. And uh, Snuffy Walden uh, was in the doorway for my acoustic set later the next day. So it, not intimidating. It, right? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume if he hears a guitar and a microphone going, he's got to stick his head in. But yeah, so it was um, that was that was an experience and a half. But but yeah, so. When something comes across my bow, I kind of just write about it and that. release it. So when, um, you know, when um, we got, I got the, um, we, were, we were introduced to each other on Twitter. And, mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so you said, oh, I'd love to. I immediately went and Googled you and, um, and when I saw the West Wing EP, like I, I jumped to the good part, you know, like, like the princess bride, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm just the good parts. I was like, okay, I love Harry Potter. I love all this stuff, but there is no way I'm not going to listen to a West Wing um, album. And I, um, I shared this before we hit record, you know, I actually got tears in my eyes when I were going, you know, when you hear I serve at the pleasure of the president. Uh, and I, I guess because of the political times we're in and the mm -hmm. idea of someone that actually is worried about service. Yeah. Not just, just not winning politically or, or an agenda. It, it really, um, I love that. Um, I, I especially love the Ellie Bartlett, you know? Uh, yes. Um, She's like a much maligned character. And I'm like, I feel like people are too hard and they've, they, portrayed her that middle daughter yes who feels caught between these worlds so well and people who don't watch it critically enough just hate her yeah because they don't get it uh but if you watch it very critically i feel like she is one of the most powerful like bit players in the entire series you know yeah uh, the actress who played her was on west wing weekly at least a couple of times and um, I, I really liked her a lot in that interview, but I was always impressed by that character because mm -hmm. of the way that um, Bartlett, you know, and Martin Sheen played it so well that she was she was always his wife, right? It was mm -hmm. she's always and um, and and obviously. Um, you could make the argument that the older daughter is actually the one that has been 
you could be disappointed in because she has all the drive. She has all the ambition. Yeah. And she's putting it down to this horrible guy, her husband, because she doesn't want it. And she's mm -hmm. the puppet master. And then, um, you know, and then poor Zoe broke Charlie's heart. Though in my world, they're together. Mine too. Mine too. <laughs> yes. I mean, because he had to. He gave Charlie the knife. I mean, he like did. right then and there. Like, Charlie, you know you can't. You have to be married into this family. Uh, so, yeah, I think that. And, and though she was only on um, few episodes, I really think they were complex episodes and mm -hmm. really interesting things. And the whole, um, where they're planning the wedding and such was, it just, it was a really treat. So I love that song. Yeah. I, I have to be honest, the, the West Wing album, cause I will slip, um, particularly, uh, let Bartlett be Bartlett into yeah. shows. Um, and if I'm playing like a wider nerd convention, it's sure. a really easy one to slide in there, yeah. you know? Um, but that album has caused more emotional reactions than my entire discography as Tonks and the Oars of just, uh, if I'm playing that song, uh, as so soon as the song is over, I will watch like two or three people go from the crowd right over to the the merch table and wow. like go like what is this you know um and i sell i have this really cool uh it's, i think it's out of frame but i have this really cool bartlett um image that i made with martin sheen on it okay and so i was selling that as posters for a while too that says uh bartlett for america um mm -hmm. And, uh, and then I made one for Lin-Manuel Miranda and dropped it off at the stage door. Oh, and how that's nice. the A. Ham for America poster that's behind in all of his photos with cast members of the West Wing, um, is my poster <laughs> that I dropped no off. No way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Richard Schiff retweeted his, uh, po his photo with Lynn and I was like, there's my poster again. Like, <laughs> so how funny. Now, did you hear from him? Did you get a thank you note or anything? I did not get a thank you note or anything. I mean, uh, Bradley Whitford and, and Richard Schiff, uh, posing with, with Lynn oh, yeah, with sure. my poster. Yes. Oh yeah. I that's feel enough. Like that's enough. The universe um, is saying, hey, you did good, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, that's, that's like the, I was like, I feel, I feel totally okay now. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's a wild, uh, wild thing. I studied um, stage management and event management and set design in okay. college. So that's like theater and live performance is also in my background. So I have two questions. One, uh, so I'm going to put them both out there so you, we'll, we'll both remember. I want to know how you became such a West Wing fan that you wanted to write music about it, but uh -huh. how did you go from theater to working for Apple? <laughs> that's, um, so... And if it's none of my business, I... that's okay. <laughs> So I uh, graduated in uh, from the University of Michigan in 2008 um, and started a part of a master's program. Okay. And then the entire, you know, the, the meltdown happened, the financial meltdown sure. happened. So um, 
I was like freelancing. I was doing uh, music at a couple of churches, kind okay. of just like picking up gigs wherever I could. Sure. Um, and it finally came down to like my main money-making job at the University of Michigan. They were like, hey, we can't, we have to like move someone in because it's supposed to be grad students that are rotating. And we've had you on the books for like four years at this point. Sure. And I was like, okay, note taken. Um, and so I was literally just sitting at my Mac and was like, where should I apply for jobs after applying for like a hundred jobs? Mm -hmm. um, and I just was like, oh, I like my Mac. I'll apply at Apple. And I applied at Apple. And, uh, and yeah, I, I was just like a part-time sales specialist. And then um, money uh, got too expensive to live in Ann Arbor. And my roommate and best friend, who's a Springsteen super fan also, was like, I own a house and would totally rent you a room. And there's a giant Apple store here. So I just transferred. Nice. And live in uh, a room in her house. And then started doing business stuff because grew up in a small business and yeah so it's in your blood them. right yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 so um so you know uh tongs and the oars kind of uh scratches the itch of wanting to manage something because i do all of the booking the right. tour planning i drive the car i hand screen print all of my t-shirts i do everything yeah. this is like the most DIY DIY operation that you could ever experience. So I spend a lot of time doing all of that. Um, so being able to go to somewhere with really good benefits and just like nice talk about cool things with people is like turning my brain off almost. Like <laughs> so, you you made me laugh. One of my earlier episodes, um, a guy named Ryan Harkrider um, is from Austin. He actually married my niece. And so um, I, and he does a, um, um, the Night Isles, and they are a um, original, but in the style of the old Al Green, like 70s dance music, but it's oh, all original nice. songs. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, Night Isles from Austin, if you want to Google them, there's some really cool music. And, um, and so we were talking and I said, it sounds to me like Ryan, that the three hours on stage is the easiest part of your job. And he says, by far, Jesse, he yeah. said, going on stage, everyone else might be, Oh, I'm worried. I'm performing. That is the easiest job because you, you got to drive, you got to coordinate who's going to sit in the, who's going to have a bed tonight? Who's going to sit on the, who's going to coordinate? How often do we stop for bathrooms? You mm -hmm. know, and, and just all that work, he says, and it all goes away when I go on stage and I get to sing for three hours, you know, and have fun. And yeah. then after it's all the business part of it starts again. So yep. I think that's a little bit of you you're saying, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've experienced, I mean, it's still, it's still being on tour, you know, like it's a lot of, yeah. um, it's, it's the exact same things that I was doing inside of a theater, yeah. um, arranging it rehearsals, et cetera, except that there's no rehearsal for the most yeah. part. And, and you get everything thrown at you. You know, I had a library that was like, you can't sell merch. And I was like, we already gave you a discount on our price 
because it didn't fit your thing. This has never come up. And they're like, well, it's not a thing. And I was like, well, where can we sell merch? And they were like, on the sidewalk outside of the building. So I had to like set up my <laughs> merch uh, person, Claudia. I was like, as soon as I am done, I'm going to say, find Claudia out front and go get merch from her if you want to buy a CD. And she had to like book it. Yes. And yeah, you know, you're like, that's, and that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And with, uh, and with Harry Potter, you still occasionally get, you know, the, the satanic panic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Arguments. Like, yes. So. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, you used the word witch. Oh no. Oh no. I, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, that happened at the exact same show where Imagine. I had to have Claudia run out and sell merch on the sidewalk. Uh, she also had to experience the guy yelling at a librarian about <laughs> Satanism music being played in his library. So gosh, I've already kept you an hour. Are you okay on time? I am. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Good. So West Wing. Um, um, obviously, I yeah. love. The show. I, I just. Um, I am. I am an Aaron Sorkin. Um, if Aaron Sorkin's writing it, I'm loving it. I don't care if it's good. It's bad to me. It's yeah. all good. I just. I, I, Aaron Sorkin is just music. Um, two of the guys who do Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet, which is another Springsteen. Uh, podcast where they took every Springsteen song, talked about in alphabetical order, um, mm -hmm. and they were talking about Sports Night. And I'm like, I'm this close to the three of us doing a Sports Night rewatch <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Except I think my wife would just like, you're doing another podcast. Yeah. So, uh, talk to me about West Wing. Talk to me how you found it and what's going on. So I found it. Um, it was during the. 2008 presidential election okay um and another podcast i had been listening to that now escapes me i do not listen to it any longer um kept mentioning it was a podcast not about television but kept mentioning that how blown away they were in the parallels between the um uh, you know the barack obama campaign and the Santa's and campaign. Yes. yes. And that final season, season and a half of West Wing. And I was like, wow, this sounds really fascinating. I can tell you that I did watch the pilot of West Wing. Um, and when, when it aired mm -hmm. and I was kind of interested in it. Um, but I think there was something else airing at the same time. And, sure. you know, with family dynamics, yes. uh, I was overruled by what we were watching. So, mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I have to, uh, I clearly need to watch this because this is so fascinating, all these parallels, uh, from a show that ended a year and a half, two years ago. Um, and so I, though I'm also a completist, so I was like, well, I can't just start at season right. seven. Um, yes. yeah, I was like, I will buy the season one box set. And if I like it, I will commit to go all the way through to season seven. Okay. And so I had the season one box set, watched it, accidentally cliffhangered myself uh, with the season one finale. Yes. Uh, and was like, oh my God. And then could not find the season <laughs> two box set anywhere in all of Ann Arbor. I drove to 
uh, Ann Arbor is where Borders started. So yes. there were like eight Borders stores in Ann Arbor. <laughs> and I drove to all of these different Borders stores. And all the box sets were in locked cases. So I had to yeah. have them go through these. Oh my gosh. It was so. Anyway, by the end of season one, I was hooked clearly. Yes. Because as a recent college graduate with no money, I just bought two hundred dollar box yes <laughs> like um and then managed to get someone to talk someone into gifting me this the full seven season box set yeah. but oh nice um yeah so that was and i was a couple of years into tonks and the oars and making wizard rock and it was kind of this thing of you know if i can make music about harry potter i can make it about anything um yeah. And a couple of my other friends in Wizard Rock were big West Wing fans too. And so they were like, we should all start a band together. But again, that we were all over the country, et sure. cetera. And that just kind of fell apart. So I had these songs kind of written, a few of them. And then that got shelved. And uh -huh. I had um, and I had uploaded the couple of songs I had written. One was Will Bailey, the other was Ellie, uh, and uh -huh. a couple of other things. And, um, and then it hit Twitter yeah. in like, it was 2012 uh -huh. and Josh, somebody shared it, shared the Will Bailey, the demo of the Will Bailey song to Josh Molina. Okay. And I was like, this is my song. Yes. Like this, this is a continuing theme in my life. If you haven't caught on with like the yes. Hamilton poster and everything. So I was like, this is my song on Twitter because I've been a huge Twitter user for forever. And he was just like, oh, it's so great. And then I was like, and I'm going to release an EP of the rest of my West Wing songs on election day, 2012. So I nice. had to put it out there and that's what happened is I, <laughs> that's I released, nice. yeah. So I just wrote, I wrote a couple more songs to round it out and that was there you go. The West, the West wing. Yeah. You know, just kind of nothing like giving yourself a deadline to make something yes. happen. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, my core audience is probably going, okay, uh, are we ever going to get back to Bruce? Yeah. We can talk about Bruce now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, are there songs or or first off were you lucky enough to see him on broadway i was not okay but I you did watched have a the couple Netflix of friends special. yes yes okay. yeah. as a performer what are your thoughts um i i was kind of blown away because um I've seen, you know, once I started going to Bruce Springsteen shows, I haven't really skipped a tour. I've at least right. seen one show of every tour. So I, I saw the Seeger Sessions band. I saw the Devils and Dust solo tour, et cetera. So, um, so especially having seen Devils and Dust and my mom talks about the Tom Joad tour, which right. my dad and her went to in Ann Arbor. And I have the bootleg of that. So yeah. I kind of went into it with the assumption, or at least when it started getting talked about, that it would be kind of like those tours. Yes. And it still ended up being completely different from what I was expecting um, in a good way. I, I really enjoyed it. I would honestly pay 
to just hear Bruce talk. Yes. And I, I was really crazy um, a few years back when he was promoting, I assume, the book? Yeah. At this point, he did a, a live session at the um, Soho Apple Store in yeah. New York. And I drove from Cincinnati to Soho because I had secured a seat in okay. this event. So, and that was, I, I drove all that way for 45 minutes of him talking. Yes. So yeah, so I, I really, really enjoyed the spring scene on Broadway. You know, um, I knew, I had thought the same thing as you. And um, when Tom Petty died, Mm-hmm. And he didn't open with a Tom Petty song the first night on Broadway. Because if I'm remembering correct, and I am old, but mm-hmm. Tom Petty died, the show was supposed to start, and he dedicated the show to Tom Petty, but he did not yeah. start because it wasn't a show. I mean, it yeah. was a show, it wasn't a concert. And that's when I knew, oh, okay, this is going to be different. Yeah. Um, so, th- so that's really, really cool. Uh, were you, uh, when he was doing the, so you were able to go to that event, were you able to make any of the book signing appearances? Yeah. So I have to give all the props. So I tried to get a book signing appearance ticket in Cincinnati, my hardest. I used like all of my mojo um, and way more probably than a legal break at work, but yes. it was, um, and I got iced out and I was sad. And then my friend Rich, um, texted me and was like, I got one, I got two. I'm so pumped. And I was like, have fun. I'm so jealous. And he gave both of his tickets away, one to me and one to, um, his friend Nick. And so wow. Nick and I, yeah, I was like, do you want my book? Like, yeah. do you want the book? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm walking away with like a cardboard cutout photo with Bruce. That's basic. I call, that's why I call that experience. Yes. Is like, 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 um, do you remember but, what you told him? Um, well, at the time I asked him for the Harry Potter song because okay. his song, uh, I'll stand by you always hadn't been released yet. Right. And I was trying to also tell him that I volunteer with a national nonprofit called the Harry Potter Alliance. And I was like, if you want to give it to us for a donation, like, um, to which he probably just heard Harry Potter. Blah, 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 like. <laughs> so, yeah. Or, so. I, you know, you could have been the instigation of him finally releasing it. Listen, when that got announced, I was so hyped. It also, like, maybe three months later is when it finally hit a leak. Yes. Um, Because Paul and Joe DeGeorge, who started Harry and the Potters, who are Harry and the Potters, are also big Springsteen fans. You should probably talk to them. These two. Have some fun with them. I would love to go ahead and make a connection for me. And I want to talk to your your roommate. So, so reach out to her. She has crazy stories. Good. She grew up in Washington and Neat. got to see him all through the the eighties. Okay. But, um, but yeah. So uh, the the DeGeorge brothers and I ha- had gotten word of this song mm-hmm. so so many years before and have been trying to find it. So, but yeah, when it finally hit the leak. 
Paul texted me and was like, it's on this site, <laughs> download it now before it goes down. And I was just like, oh, thank God. But the, even the, the Blinded by the Light version, it was just better mastered and better mixed. So yeah. it was nice to finally have it. Um, were, you, like, were you <laughs> yeah. disappointed or were you happy with it? It was a little bit different than I was expecting. Okay. Um, I feel like it's definitely a song inspired by Harry Potter more than about Harry Potter. Yes, I agree. Those. Like, if this was if this was an actual wizard rock song, it would probably fall under what we call meta wizard rock, where okay. you're writing about your experience in the Harry Potter community. Okay. Um, or as a wizard rocker, uh, yes. more than about the books directly. Right. And so I feel like it was more uh, an encapsulation of that moment in time of him experiencing those books with his kid. I agree. And all of these themes that were being presented to his kid for the first time in like a kid edible way. Yes. Um, so it was totally different than what I was initially thinking it would be. Um, but I still really love, like, I think it's a really sweet song. Um, we, so my roommate, Monica, and I put it on a sign in, like, 2012 or something. Yeah. 20, maybe later than that, 2014. Because, and we won the pit lottery. So that was our sign in the pit lottery. And he stopped and he went, oh, that's a good one. But he didn't take it. Like, yes. That's nice. So... That's the other things is we're like, we're, we're pretty sure we like put it in his brain. And then when I got to do my cardboard cutout photo, I put it in his brain again. Yes. <laughs> that's nice. That's very nice. That's, that's good. Um, are there, are there albums and songs that mean a lot to you that, that, for because of your family connections or because of events in your life? Yeah, I mean, I think my, like, whenever somebody asks, like, what my theme song is, I always say that Badlands is my theme song, because okay. it's just, it has the potential to get me super hype, while yes. also it has the potential to, like, make me think about life really, like, self-reflexively, um, and I mentioned Pony Boy, like, uh-huh. uh, I mean, a lot of people don't have a lot of use for those, that, that album duo, but that song is still, like, it's on my, like, okay, I'm having trouble getting to sleep, so here's some kind of chill songs that okay. I really like. Um, like, that that song will always have a, a place in my heart. Um, so, my my dad passed away in 2004, Okay. Um, and I was like super close to my dad. So mm -hmm. there's like any number of things, especially songs pre 2004 that will make me sure. think about him and experiences with him, et cetera. Um, but also that there are parts of that working on a dream album that felt very reflective of mortality, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of songs on that album that I'll come back to as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the song Wrecking Ball came out when I was having a very kind of one of my like most difficult times. It was actually 
like the week that I was interviewing at Apple, I had like a car die on me. I had all these issues. I had all these money problems. And then that, the song, the live version of Wrecking Ball came out from a giant stadium. Right. Um, and that was just like, I felt like that was the universe just being like, you know, yeah, go and give me your best shot. Yeah, exactly. You can take it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, those are, those are just some kind of like highlights. Um, no, those are really pretty and, and those are really, that's significant. Um, in 2017, I was, though, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. I'm fine now. I always like to throw that in there very quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, during while I was in the hospital waiting on surgery and during my chemo, I had an F cancer playlist. And uh, Wrecking Ball was definitely on that list. Yeah. You know, that because it is just that, um, in, you know, Dave Marsh, I guess, said this is, this is Bruce's uh, reaction to turning 60, I think, if I get yeah. the page right. And then I get that. That's nice. Um, okay, besides Pony Boy, and I'll stand by you, next time he tours, is there songs on your wish list you want to hear live? Um. Well, the the River Tour cleared a lot of that wish list off because yes. um, there's just so many songs off of the river that are just those deep cuts that we, and by we, I mean me and my roommate have always yeah. talked about of like, I would absolutely kill um, to hear this again. I... Um, I understand why we're shying away from uh, Jungle Land, but I would love to see hear Jungle Land again. Sure. Um, I remember my first Bruce concert at Tiger Stadium. Uh, Jungle Land started, and both of my parents went like, "Oh, we're getting Jungle Land tonight," and I did not fully understand what that meant until sure. it happened. Right. <laughs> um. Because then the first show that Monica, my roommate, and I went to see together was uh, she drove up to Detroit, and we saw one of the Born to Run front to back. So we okay. saw Jungle Land too, uh, one last time with Clarence. Um, so I'm trying to. I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of those people where I I'm pretty. I'm, I'm usually pretty happy with what I'm getting. Um, sure. but, oh, I just thought of it actually. Cause I was, I was trying to, I was like running through what are all my sign songs? Right. Like, um, and, uh, because drive all night used to be a, a sign song and then the river tour happened. So right. I was good. Um, but be true, be true is an absolute banger. And, yes. Uh, does not get pulled out of mothballs enough right. in the modern era. Um, and I, it still blows my mind that it never made it onto an album with how much yes. he continued to play it through the uh-huh. 80s. So I want to hear Be True again. I feel like I also just feel like whether it is um, it is just Jake or the full horn section, either of them could absolutely destroy that hard, that horn line in, in be true. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you've had a chance um, to hear either live or on demand um, his DJ sessions that he's done for E street radio. 
I have heard just the clips that are getting okay. shared out. Okay. Um, but as one of those people that loves to just hear him talk, I'm like, I want more of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, the one that was just this past week was Southside and little Steven and him. And there were a couple of songs that, um, they played from the vault and, uh, and Southside's like, how did that not ever make an album? And little Steve is like, yes, how did that not make an album? Versus, I don't know. I don't know how it didn't make an album. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. Uh, yes, yeah, so you. Um, there are ways for you to get that. So we'll have to work on getting you those. Um, that's, that's great. That is really good. Um, what have I not asked you that I should have? I don't know. I mean, it's a, uh, we've covered a lot of ground. I, it, anytime I do an interview or a Q and a, I realize just like how all over the place my story. <laughs> no, I do not. I, I, I hope not. I, I hope you've enjoyed this. I, I think it's been, it's been awesome. Like, good. yeah, okay. yeah, no, I, I enjoy it. I, I just know that there's like a lot to cover. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh Bruce Bruce's I I'm I feel very fortunate to be uh, a Bruce fan a lot. Um Yeah. And I want to introduce you too to my friend Tiana. She has a also a nerd rock wizard rock band. Oh, nice. But, uh she opened my eyes cuz we got her obsessed with Bruce. Um and she is queer and she's just like there's so many queer messages she's written stuff on her medium page and everything about it and i'm just yeah. like it's one of those things that you know when you're not looking at it from that perspective um it's it, it's a blind spot and i was just like because she immediately was like i love this guy so much yeah um and i was just like i'm so happy because i want everyone to love Bruce, yeah but, um i, I yeah. can't remember <laughs> I, I can't remember if i sent you the link or not i may not have but uh bella pori who has been on the show, massive West Wing fan. Um, and um, she is a, a very active lesbian. She always makes the mm -hmm. joke, uh, anytime I show up on set listing Bruce, I end up talking about the AIDS epidemic and how Reagan uh -huh. failed us. Because I just, yeah. I'm sorry, it's how I'm built. Um, and um, she was on the show and she said the, um, um, she picked uh, Bruce's 10 gayest songs nice yeah <laughs> and uh and she will make the argument that western stars is every song is about gay lovers <laughs> so uh, it's you know, probably accurate you yes. know <laughs> and and she finds it fascinating that in many lesbian circles he is an icon yeah. And, and and I just think I, I of course I'm like you I love Bruce and I love his music so much that just makes me happy yes you know yeah. that they're finding that so I will get send you the yep. link uh because Bella did she sent this um um funny um she was just on the show again um and we picked our favorite five um, musical theme movies like not necessarily musicals nice. but movies about yeah. musicals and um Bella said, I'm, I'm staying off social media because of the whole, with the Black Lives Matter and all these things. I, I'm not doing anything. I said, oh, well, Bella, we can reschedule. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, I just want to tell you, 
every one of my five movies, I have found a charity that fights for social injustice that connects to the movie. Like Sound nice. of Music was one of her picks and she was, she had a, a refugee charity because she goes, yeah. they said the Von Trans were refugees. They yeah. just don't look like modern refugees. And so, um, so the episode's coming out in a couple of weeks. And so I'm going to have a links to a, a five different charities that you can do to get involved. That's so awesome. That's yeah. Um, okay. Uh, be thinking about final thoughts, but in the meantime, it's time for the Mary question. So in case this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. Jay Armstrong is an English teacher from the Philadelphia area. And every year his seniors, he takes two days um, out of his honors English class and they break down Thunder Road as an epic poem. They go over through all the lyrics. They discuss the imagery showed up on the, um, the, the poem. They talk about comparing it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, and other great works of poetry. And at the end of the two days, he looks at his students and he says, does Mary get in the car? So, Steph Anderson, that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? You know, this is something I've thought about for a while um and i probably go back and forth on it but right now i'm gonna say mary gets in the car because there's a there's probably a lot more waiting in the car than there is by staying behind so i i want to picture mary as a uh, as a um as a more uh brave mary right now yes um that's the good i like that i like that a lot um that's that's a great answer that's a very when we all need to be strong and um all right so any final thoughts you want to share with me or my me and my audience um the one thing that i i that hasn't come up but i don't know if anybody is cares about but i do have a giant bruce springsteen tattoo which is very hard on this camera yes it is yes <laughs> nobody wins unless everybody wins um and then that i have prints on that side but nothing wrong with that my uh my other you know if badlands is my uh theme song then nobody wins unless everybody wins is my uh my uh, I guess mantra because I am a Hufflepuff. Okay. It didn't come up, but I am a Hufflepuff, and that is yes. that is my deep, deep Hufflepuff opinion. <laughs> nice, I like that a lot. By the way, um, it, for those of you guys who can't see, and um, Steph's going to send a photo for us to include when we release the uh, episode, but um, she has this huge banner on her wall, and. The way it's looking, you can only see Ray's. Now, the banner says Raise Hell Kids, but from there, like, she has a banner that says Raise Your Hands. Wow, she is a huge fan. Yes. But uh, Raise Hell Kids is even better. So I love that. I love that. Um, all right. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Um, I had a blast. I, I hope you had, you lived up to the hype. You awesome. have been the perfect <laughs> guest. Um, I, yes. I, I'm going to have to find an excuse to have you on again. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Please share with your other Springsteen fans and friends that I'd love to have them on there. It, it would be great. Um, are you staying safe? How are you doing? Are you doing mostly working from home or? 
yeah, everything still work from home for us, um, for my team at okay. least. And that's been really good. I had a 30 date tour this summer that has been 100% canceled and even into December. So looking forward to 2021. Um, but my goal is to stay as safe as possible. I really do not want to, uh, spread anything around. So I haven't even, like, I haven't seen my family since, I don't know, since, mm-hmm. uh, since last year, probably at this point. Okay. Um, but yeah, because they're all up in, in Detroit. So yeah. Okay. So just staying safe, uh, trying to make some music, been writing Good. a few songs. I'm not pressuring myself to be super productive musically just because it's, you know, we, we don't have to be someone, productive all the time. <laughs> someone tweeted that, give yourself permission to to just surviving is a accomplishment yeah. itself yeah staying mentally focused staying doing what you do don't beat yourself like oh i should have um i should have i should have learned french or i should have yeah. learned to play an instrument um yeah. no just you know if if you can binge west wing or another show that's that's a good accomplishment and just writing music that's good well yeah, i i adopted a dog that's you know that's, that is but, <laughs> yeah. that's great <laughs> so that's it, with nothing on the calendar until 2021 i am yeah. one of those people where i'm like i don't have any due dates so nothing's getting done so. nothing wrong with that um, but i uh, i am doing a bunch of uh like live stream concerts okay. especially in july um so if people want to go to my i have a website tonksintheorange.com but also uh twitter facebook instagram a tiktok all of that um and if you that was my question how if we want to reach you on social media how do we yeah um and so on twitter i am tonks and the aurors uh due to lengths of Mm -hmm. accounts but if you just search t-o-n-k-s and then aurors a-u-r-o-r-s on facebook instagram or TikTok, you'll find me. Um, and I also have a Bands in Town. I recommend people all the time follow my Bands in Town because even live stream concerts, you'll get an email whenever I post a okay. one in your area for nice. a per- in-person one or a live stream, you'll get a notification. So, okay. um, but yeah, just search and Steph Anderson is all the other music. But um, okay. but yeah, it's, uh, uh, honestly, I think if you just put in Tonks, I might come up at this That's point nice. on itunes uh other than honky tonks yes. uh that might occasionally rank higher than me on itunes <laughs> well uh, i i urge all my listeners to go check out your music um i let's make it if if we know we will have you on again uh, yeah. definitely when you're touring in 2021 when we've got past this let's let's have you on to promote the tour and we can talk about that so that'd be fun um listeners thank you for listening thank you for um all the support on the podcast and as i said go listen to steph's music and if you um you want to give her feedback let her know you heard about it from here uh i am on yes. twitter at jesse jackson dfw the show is on twitter at set bruce you can go to setlustingbruce.com from there you can see our patreon page our website and past episodes 
and links to friends of the podcast and I will have to include your link to that now. Um, all right, Steph, have a great night. Continue to stay safe. Let's stay in touch and listeners, you. you stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. Set Listening Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.